shot. Big picture here today, buddy. Big picture. Just be nice and smooth here. This podcast covers all things motorsports. It's unfiltered. It's unbashed. And we are back. Episode 18 of the Fuel Pod Turbo Lover. Turbo Lover. A little Judas Priest action. I'm going to be honest. I never heard that song until today. Okay. Well, you know, it's been... It's a great racing song. If you love cars and you love fuel and you love the fuel pod, yeah. it's a great song. It's a great song. So I like it. We got a lot to talk about today. We got the 24 hours at Spa. We got the Hungarian Grand Prix in Formula One. Yeah, we got a little NASCAR stuff. We got some NASCAR stuff. All right, that's what we're going to talk about Dude, on the Fuel Pod today, huh? Bro, we've got tons of news from so many different paddocks and pit boxes that I don't even know what to talk about. So this week's a weird week. Yeah. Because like a couple, you had Monday yeah. with some crazy news. Tuesday with some crazy news. Right. Wednesday was just kind of a normal day. Except like, for, yeah, everybody was adjusting to the Monday and Tuesday news. Which, did you see the uh, Alex Albin tweet? Yes, I did. Was that not fantastic? That was, classic. That was world-class trolling. But, bro, I think it. we can't not mention that we're also going to be covering a, for the first time ever. For the first time ever. A question of the week. Question of the week brought to him this week. It's brought to us by an American hero, too. Really? Yeah. Who? Really cool. He's an active member in the National Guard, uh, Bruce Williams. Okay. Brought us our question of the week. So we're going to get to that in a little bit, right? Yes. We're going to we do are. that right before podiums and back markers because here's the deal. I want Bruce to have to listen to the whole episode to get the answer. Which is the way we wrote it down. So That's what good. I like to hear. So I'll be I'll, I'll put on my best uh, Sam Collins, which if you don't know, he's the tech guy for Formula One. Okay. So I'll put on my best Sam Collins for that for that segment. Do I get a, a, a an accent and everything? Uh, yeah, we can do an accent. That's oh, fine. That's yes. Good. So the Love first accents. thing we're actually going to cover this week is, and folks, listen. If you're a U.S. listener and all you watch is U.S. racing, I get it. But on the world stage, the 24 hour endurance race at Spa is considered one of the greatest races of the year. So we're going to cover that first. So. If you are a U.S. citizen and you that's all you listen or watch is U.S. races, just think of this way of we're broadening your racing horizons. Not to mention, and we're going to get to this later, but this is where NASCAR is going. Yeah. I'm sorry, but this is where it's – and we're going to get there later. But okay. anyway, it, at the Spa de Francorchamps in Belgium – Say that three times fast. Yeah, no joke. Which, you know, if you're, if you're a history buff, is right over the mountain from where the Battle of the Bulge took place in the Ardennes Forest. Really? Yes. So, wait. I could say this is my deal. I like to interject. Okay. I mean, we've had some historic stuff here. Silverstone was an old base, right? Yes. And so Spa is just right over the top from the Battle of the Bulge. Yes. So That's pretty can, cool. It can actually be argued that a lot of the global races in the world are in historical locations, yeah, which I think is cool. That is cool. So anyway, we had the 24 hours of spa, so it's very similar to the same format as the 24-hour Le Mans. Okay. So basically, we had the GT World Challenge Europe GT3 cars, and we had the Intercontinental GT Britain cars, whatever, all racing together. So 66 cars into a 24-hour race into one of the – most difficult turn ones of all time. Yeah. The and turn two and turn yeah. three and yeah. then four or five. And, of course, I know you're going to make fun of me, but this track has 
so many different turn names. So Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so let's talk about, you know, because we've got a lot to talk about tonight. So let's talk about we who gotta was be quick. successful. Is that what you're trying to say? we gotta be, we got to move through. And who was not successful. Okay. But um, Raffaello Marciello in the Acotus AMG Mercedes 88, along with Yuncadella and Gaunin, they came in first. This was the first Mercedes wins in 20 years. 20 Say years. It. Yeah, 20 years. The first Mercedes yes. win in 20 years. In okay. 20 years. That's so, impressive. And that was in, obviously, that was in the Pro Am Cup. So those guys were super excited. And they've been leading, all, you know, we've been talking about GT World Challenge Europe for weeks and weeks. And they're always at the top of the list. Yeah. I mean, there's some races where Audi is more suited. Audi had a tough time. Uh, Audi got put out in the first couple hours. There was one Audi that got put out in the first couple hours of the race. And I watched the first three hours of the race straight through. So when did it start? Friday? It started Sunday. Oh, I thought it started birthday no, day. No, it started Saturday night Saturday. at okay. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So um, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock. Yeah, okay. so it was, and ran through Sunday at 3 o'clock. Okay. But, um, you know, Again, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And Chad, you've ran marathons, so you know as well as I do Ooh, that I ran one. Yeah, never running another. You one. know as well as I do, you can't sprint. You cannot sprint. So, one thing I want to talk about, as you said this, if you realize, he said three o'clock in the afternoon, twenty four hours, three o'clock. In the, yeah. So they race all night long. Yes, Jay, how long is the track at Spa? Well, I mean, you're looking at a, a minute forty, minute thirty eight, minute forty lap time. It's one of the longer. We race it in F one as well. Yep. So what, and, what what I'm getting at though is there it's not an oval. No. This is a long track. I mean, you're up a hill, you're down a hill. I mean, it is a big track area. And on top of that, spot is prone to rain and the pit boxes are at a downhill orientation. And there's no lights. And there's no lights except so, for the headlights on the car. The only lights you have racing at midnight yes. at hundred and fifty miles an hour yep. down the side of a mountain are your headlights. Yes. That's it. And not to mention there's 66 other people out there racing with you, 65 other people out there racing with you. Yeah. And, folks, listen, I don't care what race it pulls up when you go to YouTube, but go to YouTube and type in Spa Racing, S-P-A Space Racing. And the first turn is called Eau Rouge. It's an uphill S-turn, chicane, uh, into another turn called Radeon. Uh, but it is they hit that thing at 130 miles an hour, man. And you don't think that's fast until you see this thing. You also don't think it's fast until you see 66 cars hit it all at once. And it's straight uphill. Yeah, it is straight uphill. It's it's not, I mean, it, it, it's something. I would definitely say if you're out there listening in, in yeah. Radio Land or listening to us on the podcast, go check it out. Yeah. It's and, it's, it's insane. Or wait for us to race it in, in you, F1. And you can probably go Twitch. check it on our Twitch. Yeah. You could probably go to our Twitch right now and find it on there. Uh, I yeah. raced it just a couple of days ago, and I think I streamed. So okay. you can find it on one of our Twitch channels. Absolutely. And, uh, and you can see what it looks like. It, so, it's pretty cool. Anyway, the second place team, also Mercedes. What is going on? They don't get a win so, in 20 years, and they get one too? Yeah. So And it's weird because they're in the pink BWT like Alpine style livery that – F1 runs. Did you just say Alpine? Oh, my God. Alpine. My bad. Do you mean times so, I got yelled at for saying Alpine by you? Yeah, I'm the one that yelled at you. I am I aware. Said Alpine. I can't believe that. Anyway, so they're in a Mercedes livery uh, in the number two car. Uh, Stoltz and uh, Showhurst and Garrett's, they came in second. Okay. So we had a Mercedes 1-2, and then we had a Ferrari hit the podium with the Iron Lynx team. 
uh, in the uh, 488 GT3 Evo. And those guys, man, it was a t- You know, I watched that. Like I said, I watched three hours, and then I watched like two hours in the middle of the night, and then I watched probably three hours at the end. So it's safe to say that I watched eight hours of that race of 24. And, you know, for a guy with a regular job and kids, that was that was a lot. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of racing. But, uh, you know, and it's funny when you watch these races because you get one guy that gets in the car – and it doesn't matter where he's the first, second, or third. He gets in the car, and he's doing great. Then the next guy gets in, and he might not do as well. So then they always cut to an interview of the guy that ran the car last. Yeah. He's like, man, I, you know, I don't know what's going on. I was doing really well. He is terrible. I took a nap. I come out. We've dropped 20 spots. You know, So it's one of those situations, and, and Ferrari was definitely there. Uh, my, I root for Aston Martin in, in GT world challenge and mainly because they're an underdog to be sure. But, uh, Nikki team and the boys, they came in 10th place. So I was pretty happy out of 66 cars. They came in 10th place. That's pretty pretty, good. Yeah. Pretty good. So really awesome race. Uh, if you get a chance to go back and there's a 24 minute highlight video, which is great because they do one minute per hour. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that out. So out of the 24, you know, 24 minutes and 58 seconds or whatever, it's pretty much one minute, one hour per minute on the, on the video. Yep. So, got the math there, Jay. Thanks yeah, for, thanks sorry. for dumbing that down for us. Anyway, there. it was a good deal. Uh, we got some other news for that, but we're going to get to it later when we actually get two news, but okay. we need to move on to the formula one race, which was in Hungary. Yeah. It's a great race. Uh, what are your thoughts, Chad? Tell me about it. Um, we both watched it, so... I, I watched every lap of that race. Yeah. Um, I thought Leclerc was the dominant car. Okay. I think he was the fastest car on the track. Yeah. Um, I think George gave a good fight. Yeah. George Russell gave a good fight. Uh, you don't see somebody qualify 10th, spin, and win a race very often. So, I thought that was impressive. And I can't help but mention Lewis Hamilton... Is this four straight races on the podium? Yeah, five. Five straight races on the podium? The dude, he's going to make me look dumb because I said he couldn't get a win this year. I think now, I think it's almost a given he's going to get a win this year. Right. Uh, He's just, they figured their car out. He's obviously amazing. Um, So what what kills me the most with this, you know, Patronus AMG Mercedes F1 team is that they have no business in the top two, in between the top two teams. Right. This year. They are driving better than that car is. I, I agree. I don't know if you, okay, you do agree. Uh, I think now, I think they've, I think the car's not up to where they want it. Right. But I think Russell and Hamilton have figured out how to drive the car. Yeah. You know, it's taken Man, them half. That's like, a really good point. 10 weeks to figure yeah. that out or whatever. And I'm going to tell you, if if we started the season right now, you started the season over right now. Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. I think it's going to be a Max Lewis-Russell fight. Oh, I agree. Um, I think it still might be a Max Lewis-Russell fight. Yeah. I mean, I think I – mean, obviously, I don't, I don't think – I don't know where the points are right on the top of my head. I don't think Lewis and Russell can get back into it. Maybe they can. I don't know. Uh, they can. Um, yeah, I mean, Max has got to have some bad luck Yeah, to get back into it. But – I think those two are going to have a say in how the championship plays out. I mean, if that makes sense. I mean, if those two are running good and, and LeClaire's team can't get out of their own way, Ugh. as Matt Gallagher put it best, I mean, they couldn't hit water if they were in a boat. They fell out of a boat. I, I swear, I feel like uh, me and, and Chad just referenced uh, WTF1 from Twitter, but 
Matty Gallagher, I think he's, I think he's a Ferrari fan for yeah, sure, without a uh, doubt. But you know, he hit so many of my high points while I'm watching the race on Sunday, and I felt like every time I tweeted you, and I know I tweeted you like 58 times yeah, on Sunday, but um, it felt like every time I did, there was a tweet in my feed from him saying exactly the same thing. Yeah, you guys shared a brain wavelength this weekend. Yeah, we did, and you know, so. Uh, George Russell leading for 30 laps from the pole. And he clearly did not have the fastest car. Right. You could tell. Out of 50-some laps. And he's fighting his butt off. Yeah. You know, trying to keep Leclerc behind. And Leclerc's in his rear view, just eating up his rear view the whole time. Finally, Leclerc gets by him, right? Yep. And as soon as he did, I I texted you. I didn't tweet you. I texted you. I'm like, yeah, because you said, hey, you know, Leclerc's doing good. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And then Maddie F you know, from WTF one, Matty Geller, he tweets, he's like, is there anybody else waiting right now to see if the other shoe drops on Ferrari? And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. yeah almost right when you said it. Yeah. It, it, it's just, I hate, I hate it for Leclerc. I hate it for sons. Yeah. That they're on a team with, they're, they're talented enough with a car that's good enough to win. And yeah. their, their, their team is just not helping them. I mean, just not, and it's not their pit. Well, Signs had a terrible pit twice, um, but it's just their uh, their strategist, yeah, whoever it is. I don't know who. And I saw where what's the guy's name? Uh, Mike calls him Egon. What's what's the team principal? Oh, name? you're talking about Mattia Bonotto. He said that everybody's job is safe. I'm not trying to be rude here. How? But how is everybody's job safe? Yeah, and I love your 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 emotional outburst right there. Uh, so he just basically raised his hands. Yeah, I don't know how. You keep your job and and make the. It's not just that they're making mistakes; it's they're making the same mistakes every, every week, Jay. Week, and I am not a Ferrari no. guy, and I'm fired up about it right yeah. now because it's yeah. not fair to Leclerc and Signs. No. They have the talent and a car to win, and their team is terrible when it yes. comes to making any kind of decisions, and, and they're stuck doing whatever they say to do. It's and, terrible. And here's my thing: Leclerc made a mistake last week. It was his fault last week. For sure. But, but that's one out of 11 races. Yeah. One. One. The I, other 10 are all pit strategy mistakes. You know what? Max Verstappen made a mistake this week. Yeah. And his team helped him out. Yeah. And he won. Yeah. He spun the car. Now, it may have been the greatest spin in F1 history. Maybe. Because it seriously spun on a dime and stopped yeah. going directly the way he needed to go. All he had to do was hit the gasket. Well, you know, Jolion Palmer said it best on F1 TV, which if you're not watching the race on F1 TV, you need to. What are you doing with your life? But Jolion Palmer's like, he does a perfect pirouette. Perfect. And barely loses half a spot, right? It's so, crazy. Yeah. Couldn't so, have been better. But my big thing, and I love seeing, I love underdogs anyway, but Verstappen and Hamilton started 10 and 11 and finished 1 and 2. That's fantastic. And if that's not a testament to veteran driving and what it feels like to be upfront driving, then I don't know what else is. Because yeah, they belonged and, up there. And again, talent, car, team, yeah. Yeah. strategy that helped them get there. And you know, the worst part was this week in the middle of the week, Benotto's like, you know, everybody was like, "What are you guys working on for a spring break or for a summer break?" And he's like, "We don't need to change anything." They need to change. Are everything. you kidding me right now? Wholesale changes. Yeah, uh, they need to throw money at the top strategist and just be like, "Hey, come over here and help us out." So, so 
And if you don't know what we're talking about here, when we're talking about how their strategy was terrible, are you about to get into that? No, it's okay. fine. Go ahead. So Leclerc is leading the race at till, and you're going to know. I, you have the, uh, the 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 great memory here. He's leading the race until it's time for pit stops. Right. He's on medium tires. A lot of other cars stayed out a little longer on their mediums, correct? Right. And then put softs on for the end of the race. Which is hilarious because that's what Ferrari did last week that gave them the win at Austria or whatever. Okay. So, or two weeks ago in Austria. In their infinite wisdom, since that worked so well for them, this week they decided to come in a little early, even though everybody that's running hard tires, hard tire compounds, yeah. is having a rough time. I'm really, man. So what do they put on Charles Leclerc? Hards. Hard tires. What happens? He um, can't drive it. He immediately falls off the base. Yeah. Immediately. So, and Jay knows this better than I do. I'm just, he's a little, he's distraught over there. So as these tires get eaten up on the road, they become softer. Right. They get more grip. Right. So now we have eaten these hard tires up enough that they're basically mediums. <laughs> so at this point, as he now has mediums on his right. car, they bring him in again. Right. To and put, put softs. softs. So now he's made two pit stops and everybody else has made one. And here's the thing. Uh, Pierre Gasly, even though Ferrari didn't intend it, Pierre Gasly became the control group for yeah. that science experiment because he stayed out. He came in with Leclerc, got hards, and stayed out. Okay. And so, you know, he could have made it. Leclerc could have made it the rest of the race. Well, man, of course he could have. Yeah, it's driving me nuts, man. Absolutely I'm- made no. When you have a lackey like me, who's been an F1 fan for a little over a year, yeah. Saying, what are you doing? When it's that obvious, yeah, something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong. I mean, it was just terrible harebrained decision. What did they end up? What place did they end up coming in? I don't know. A sixth, fifth? I mean, he drove it back. I honest to God, right now I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't even care. It wasn't first and second, which is where they should have been. He should have won the race. Yeah. He was and faster than him signs. Yeah, but. they were fast, man. It's they have fast cars. They just cannot get any help yeah at all it just it, it it again as not a ferrari fan yeah and verstappen got driver of the day and he he, he totally absolutely deserved, deserved yeah it. absolutely without a doubt so i mean he was you just like i said you don't come back from 10th spin and win a race it right. just doesn't happen very often it's which was awesome to see him do it but all it takes is one good strategy decision and he's fighting for second yeah I mean, because Leclerc was winning that race. It just, I don't know. I, I, I get frustrated talking about it. Uh, but we're headed into summer break. We are heading into summer break. We we're going we're gonna to come out of summer break, and we're going to be hitting Spa, which we just got done with with yeah. the 24 hours, so they should have the track good to go. But um, last year was the first F1 rainout in at F1 spa, history right? at Spa. So. You know, and it's sad because we've been trying to get people that aren't interested in F1 to get interested in it. Last year, uh, probably my best friend in this town uh, finally got him to watch a race, and it was Spa last year, and the thing got rained out. He hasn't watched a race since. Oh, man. So I remember watching that, too. I was yeah, like, what is going on right now? That was a tough beat, man. So, you know, I'm hoping he gives it another shot at some point, but I don't know. So Who is this? Uh, it's my buddy Rob. So Rob, we're gonna have to start watching uh, F one again, buddy. It's, yeah. it's a good show, and he listens to all of our podcasts. So you know, it just, so he knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we just got to get him get him watching again. Yeah. Okay, so, Rob, it's on you, buddy. Yeah. Three weeks from now. Come on, Redbeard, you got to watch. Put it. it on the calendar. You're watching. <laughs> so we did have a NASCAR race this weekend. So this is a weird podcast, and I'm gonna tell you why because 
I still have F1 stuff to cover when we get to news, and I have NASCAR stuff to cover, but let's just talk about the race as it was. Let's talk about something else that's kind of odd. Yeah. You want to talk about NASCAR. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. But uh, the funny thing is, and folks, if you're listening at home, I'm literally going to read straight down my bulleted uh, talking points so that you can see my point for later. But I put NASCAR Indy Road Course. 31 spins in lap one. Chastain spins, then spins again later. Hamlin spins. Busher catches fire in the pits. Briscoe wins stage. Harvick spins. Hamlin spins. Dingelinger spins. Custer spins. Harris spins. Bell wins stage. Bell Reddick fight. Dingelinger leads the middle. Five spins with 42 going airborne. That was insane. Blaney looked good all day. Wild West with 18 to go. Four and 48 wreck. Reddick wins. Kyle Busch announces retirement from midfield grass. Uh, only one of those bulleted statements were incorrect. Uh, and it was obviously the Kyle Busch statement. But my point is, do you see the pattern? Here's my thing. If you're the rest of the world and you're watching this race. Yeah. I mean, how many times did I say the word spins in two minutes, dude? Seriously. Yeah. These cars aren't geared for that. And and I want to save it for my rant at the end. But, you know, I actually, I put the, it's folks, it's not like I just watched the, I watched this race. Yeah. And it drove me nuts. Hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Um, never in an F1 race would I have said the word spins more than three times. I can only think of one spin. Yeah. In the F1 race. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, during that one spin, it was raining. Yes. And they had slick tires on, not rain tires. Right. So there's a reason for the spin. It yes. wasn't just bad driving. Sorry. Yeah. And Go the ahead. guy spun and recovered and still won the race. And still won the race. So... Um, honest to God, that's really the extent of my <laughs> NASCAR coverage until we get to the news. But hey, what uh, you watched the whole race? I did. I did not get to see a lot of this race. I did see um, Kyle Larson do his best Top Gun impression. Uh, what happened? What What's the Bell Reddick fight? So there is stage three. It was towards the very beginning of stage three, and those two, you know, I don't count the Chastain. Reddick fight as a fight at the end because Chastain shouldn't have been there. Okay. He blew through a turn and just drove down the service lane and then came back on the yeah, track. He got like a 30 second penalty or something. I, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. I didn't even get to see that part, but the Bell Reddick fight was worth watching. That was the only three laps of this race that were worth watching. So you're saying it was a fight on the track? Yes. It was a oh, battle yeah. for position. Yeah. This wasn't, yeah. I this was one. thinking they were fighting. Yeah, I forget we're talking about NASCAR, so a fight can mean two different things. Yeah, it was a battle for position. Yes, okay. battle okay, for okay, position. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, you know, so Kyle Larson looked good all day, but Blaney, dude, managed to stay out of trouble, looked good all day, didn't win, but, you know, he had a good race. And he's on the bubble. Yeah, man. And that's like, why I bring that up. He's second. I think he's second in points. Yeah. But 15th in, in, in the playoff race. Yeah. Like, he's in trouble. And I really like Ryan Blaney. He's one of my favorite drivers. Yeah. He used to have a podcast called The Glass Case of Motion. I really like that podcast. Really? Yeah. It was a, it was a really, really good podcast. That. It's him and uh, Kim Coon and, um, oh, Chuck Bush, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. They had, if you ever see it, I mean, if you're a NASCAR fan, first listen to the pod, the fuel pod. Uh, but check out Glass Case of Emotion because it's, it's a pretty good show. Who was the They're guy? Not, they that, don't do it anymore. Who's but. the driver that had the podcast where he talked about the uh, Denny Hamlin uh 
Kyle Busch tape situation? I don't know. From Pocono last week. There's a podcast about it? Everybody's starting to, yeah, there is. And everybody's starting to believe that he's the one that ratted them out because apparently right after the race, the official went directly to that spot on the car. Wow. And there's no way he would have done that. How would you? That's what they kept saying. There's a piece of tape under the the wrap. Yeah. It It seems like it would have been hard to find. And he went, whoever the official was, went directly to the wrap. So I don't remember who the driver is, but I know he has a podcast. Corey LaJoy had one called, that's it. called Stacking Pennies. That's it. That's the re- that's the podcast. Okay. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I mean, I remember it being good. The only one I ever listened to is Door Bumper Clear. Right. And, you know, I've referenced it a couple of times. And, you know, if you want to get us on the uh, the Dirty Mo Media podcast arena, we would love to get there. Yeah, no joke. We'd love to be the F1 podcast for Dirty Mo Media. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, Dell Jr., buddy, listen. If you're I, listening. I watched you race live a bunch of times, but if you need us as the F1 guys on Dirty Mo Media, I mean, you're the gold standard right now, so let us have it. Yeah. But uh, we'll bring in some a new audience. Yeah. So, All right. Sorry. Any, anyway, that was my extent of the NASCAR piece because it was just insane. Uh, they, it looked like they had no business being there, and it was it, – I don't know how you left that race not thinking embarrassing – um, but it, it kind of was, yep. so, you know, well, it's a good thing they're doing a street race in Chicago next year. I'm sure they won't tear that city up. Yeah. And I'm going to get to how we're going to fix that race. They're not going to do it. They're obviously not going to listen to me, but you know, yeah. we're, we're going to get there. We've fixed NASCAR a couple of times. Yeah, we have. Listened. So guys, listen, um, we have rally coming up this weekend in Finland. Uh, I've raced that before. Yeah. It's most drivers favorite rally. Um, it is fast. It is on lightning quick gravel. If it rains, it's going to be even faster. Um, some funny pieces. Rovan Para is leading in the standings right now with Newville in second and Elvin Evans in third. Here's the thing, though. Last year, Rovan Para hit a berm of concrete, ruined his rally. In Finland? Yeah, in okay. Finland. And Newville had a light box go out. And he got forced down a service road by the marshals, so he was out. Okay. And Elvin Evans and some guy that's never won a rally that has the weirdest name that I can't pronounce in my life, uh, they ended up taking the whole thing. So, um, I like this Elvin Evan ki- Evans kid. I just like saying his name. I feel like it's a Christmas name. Yeah, it, it is a crazy Christmas name. But he drives for Toyota as well. But um, I think he'll have a strong rally this weekend. I really do. And. If you're not familiar with how scoring works in rally, here's a weird piece of stuff for you, weird okay. piece of knowledge. Uh, their scoring is exactly the same as Formula One for the driver championship. Okay. But for the constructors championship, here's the wrinkle. Most of these guys have four teams. Most of these teams are, are four teams on the team. Uh, for constructor, they have to pick two teams that they want to count. Pre-race. Pre-race. Oh, Wow. And then the dude, then, how mad would you be if you're not oh the guy that gets picked? Well, you know they have a lot of part time guys. So like even the Sebs now are part time guys, OJ and 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 Loeb. But let's say you pick two teams, and it's your two other teams that come in and do well. They, could, they could potentially get the driver driver title for the race or the win, yeah, and lose the constructors. Well, so, that would be uh, frustrating. Yeah. So that's a really cool wrinkle that I think other racing series could probably adopt and have a good, especially NASCAR, where they got guys that have 
four cars on. Yeah, the you track. can have four teams. Yeah, yeah. So let's say you got four cars on the track, and you're a NASCAR owner, and you're only allowed to pick two that count towards the owners' championship. Towards the owners' championship, yes, which is the, I guess their version of the constructor. But yeah, so uh, just a thought. Just throwing that out there. Let That'd that, be pretty cool. Let that thought fester for you. But uh, so really looking forward to that. I'm going to get together with F1 Farmer this weekend. I know you're going to be uh, in Alaska. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always say Alaska. I've noticed. It's just easier that way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as Farmer would say, it's number 32 of my trips this year. We're going to get together and eat some salted licorice and some other Finnish dishes if, that we can you know, come, we can't get reindeer, so reindeer is going to be out. Reindeer are better on, than people on the top seven finished dishes. But <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time watching. That. I think we're gonna do it Saturday. Um, he'll probably text me in a minute after he listens to this and go, "Nope, I'm gonna have to do it on a different day." But you know, whatever. So looking forward to that. Um, I think you're gonna have the WRC Plus login this weekend, so you'll be able to watch it. If I you will want. if I can. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So if you're not watching it. You can't watch that one on YouTube. Like F1, you have to either subscribe to it. In fact, that's the only place to get it, which right now I think it's 60 bucks for the rest of the year, which okay. will give you five rallies. So that's 21 stages and five shakedowns. Uh, that's totally, a lot of racing. Yeah, it runs Thursday through Sunday. Um, so definitely worth it. You can see every angle. You can get crazy in-car cams that you won't see even in F1. So good stuff. It's it's fun watching that stuff because they are crazy talented. Yeah. And the races are absolutely insane. Well, I know you and I were laughing our butts yeah. off last night because we did uh, WRC 10 and they have a co-driver multiplayer mode where one person's driving the car and the other one has to read the pace notes. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> we had we we figured out our stride. Jay has to drive and I have to read the pace notes because yeah. I can't drive and Jay can't read. <laughs> So it worked wow. out. It worked out really well when we wow. finally hit our stride. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So if you want to see something funny, we'll be streaming that here pretty quick. I'm sure. Yeah, that was a good time, man. I enjoyed that. It was fun. That. It was fun. All right. So moving on to, and this is kind of a newer category, but we had so much of it that I just felt like it deserved its own. But just news in general in motorsport. Breaking news. Biggest news this week, and I apologize if you're just an American race fan, but there's a lot of news this week. Sebastian Vettel has decided to retire at the end of this season. I called him old last night, and I'm four years older than he is. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> so here's a guy who has been racing F1 his entire life. Uh, he raced for Red Bull, he raced for Ferrari, he raced for Aston Martin. Okay. 53 wins in 290 starts. Puts him in third place all time, by the way. Dude's, dude's a stud. Dude's legit. 38 fastest laps. 122 podiums. 122 times he's got to stand up there and spray champagne. That's about half the races he's been in. Pretty close. Yeah, close to it. Yep. 57 pole positions. 31 wins from pole, which is not an easy thing to do in Formula 1. You're correct, yes. 3,077 points, which, by the way, is more than Fernando Alonso, my other favorite vet driver. Yeah. Uh, In fact, it's almost double. Alonzo. Really? Yes, almost. I think Alonzo's got 2,000-something points wow. now. And Vettel's got 3,077. And the reason he does is because of the next bullet statement, four double world championship constructor and drivers with, with Red Bull. 
Dude's a legend. So from 2010, 11, 12, and 13, they won, Red Bull won the Constructor Championship and the Driver Championship with Sebastian Vettel. He has the he has the record for most wins in one season at thirteen, which Max is actually chasing now at eight. Yeah, I mean he's he's getting close. Thirteen wins, dude, in one season out of twenty two. Well, actually, when he raced, it was twenty one. So thirteen, more than half the races, he won in one of the seasons. Yeah. Um, my hats off to Sebastian Vettel, and folks, here's the thing too. He's he's. He's the Derek Jeter of Formula One. He's he's good on and off the track. He has so many causes that he's backing, uh, so many things that he's into, getting getting kids off the street and getting them into you know productive lives, uh, just to name one. But you know he has a lot of things, and you know he mentioned he wanted to get home with his kids, and I and I realized there was some scuttlebutt on on social media this week about. You know, F1's ready to see him go, but the only reason they're ready to see him go is because he voiced his opinion, and his opinion was right about various things going on oh, in F1 okay, that okay. he doesn't like. I looked at him a little weird because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. remember that. Yeah, so um, definitely one of my heroes when it comes to motorsport. Uh, and, you know, I don't care what racing you watch. I guarantee if you ask any driver from any any racing series who Sebastian Vettel is, they're going to say he's a legend. Oh yeah, they're going to know who he is. And he's, you know, he's a legend in my mind and my heart. And dude, my hats off to you. Good luck in whatever's to come. Um, you know, hope your family enjoys your time off. And and you know, it's gonna be weird God's next speed, year, without bro. Him. It's gonna be weird next year without him. Yeah, no joke. It's gonna be weird seeing. Uh, I don't know if you want to break that news, but it's gonna be weird seeing Fernando Alonso in his car. Yeah, that's gonna be odd. Which yeah, and we'll get to that. I didn't even put that in the in the talking points, but yeah, we got to get to that. But the silly season's kicked off in full effect in F1. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they always call it the silly season once any of the driver moves are made. And, yeah. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and let's talk about that. Okay. So, Fernando Alonso uh, announced this week, and it was very tough. If you're a social media follower, it was very tough to follow social media this week. There was, was a crazy. lot of fake news. Jay got suckered into some of that fake news. Uh, one of them was a joke, though. I did it on purpose to see yeah. what you'd say, but... I'm a, I'm a uh, and, born skeptic. And that was the Danny Ricardo one. But the other one, yeah, got me good. Yeah. But um, that was the Alpine one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, but uh, Fernando Alonso going to to Aston Martin, and I'm sure they promised him the house like they promised Seb. But the difference between hiring Sebastian Vettel for your team and hiring Alonso for your team is you're basically getting a second engineer when With, you hire Alonso. Yeah. So he's not going to come to a team unless he has creative freedom in, hey, guys, let's try this. Or, hey, guys, let's try this. Whereas Vettel's more of a, just put me in the car and I'll I'll do my best. I'll drive. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see the Lawrence Stroll uh, Alonzo dynamic. I've seen where, obviously, I don't know him. Yeah. But I've seen where they think that's not going to be a very productive relationship. I don't think so either. But I don't know why. I don't know if, if Stroll is, is hard-headed. I don't know if Alonzo's kind of a, we're going to do it my way, and this is yeah. the only way it is, and you're going to do it my way yeah, whether you like it or exactly not. That's exactly what's going to happen. Okay. Well, that's not going to be and good. And here's my thing. I do not want to see Alonzo out of this sport because I think he means a lot to it. And okay. there's a lot of people that look up to him, including Lewis Hamilton. I like Fernando Alonzo. Uh, but 
you know, I think this is going to force Alonzo out. I really do. I, I feel like this will be the this will be it. One year, you think? Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is going to be. At, the funny thing is, I think this is going to end up helping Aston Martin because he's going to show them, hey guys, this is not where you need to be going with this car. This is where you need to be going. And I think they're going to get ticked off and push Alonzo out and then do everything he asked them to do. Oh, there you go. So, you know, it's sad, man, because I think we're going to lose a couple of two legends in two years. Yeah. Hey, we might lose three. I mean, who, nobody knows what Lewis Hamilton is doing yet. Yeah, but I think Hamilton will wait till they're all gone and then he'll go because he'll want to be the only one leaving that year. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, think, he's he needs his victory lap. Yeah, he year. wants to go out on his own. And, yep. and and I get that, man. I if I was him, I'd do the same thing. 100%. So that was smart. But anyway, that's some other news from F1. The other piece also involves Alpine, which is, you know, This was the weirdest news ever, by the way. Bro. So Alpine announces Oscar Piastri who has done IndyCar, who has done testing, who's done, you know, he's background. He's an F2 champion. Yeah. Yeah. That he's going to be driving for Alpine. But, oh, wait, there's more. Piastri's like, uh, I didn't say that. He's like, I did. They did that without my permission. I haven't signed anything. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then he doubles it down on that. Yeah. Though, it's okay to come out and say, hey, <laughs> yeah. their social media team put it out a little early. We, we haven't finalized anything yet. Then he doubles down and says, I will not be driving for Alpine this year. Which is, and let me tell you why this is crazy, because he's on their roster. He's their reserve driver. He's their reserve driver. So technically, he should move into whatever. So as cool and gangster as it was that he said what he said, uh, he's kind of obligated. Unless he's going somewhere else. Unless he's going somewhere else, which brings up my next point. Can we not just get all up off of Danny Rick's back no. at McLaren? No. And I know that... Bro, I know you don't want to be on Danny Rick's here's the deal. back. I'm a Danny Rick fan. Yeah, so You know I. I am. Yeah. He's not performing. Until he performs, he deserves whatever criticism Dude, he gets. Here's my thing. How hard is it to perform? And I get it. These guys are making way too much money not sure. to perform. I get that. But can you imagine... Getting into that car with those sidewalls closing in and that helmet on and that baklava on, balaclava on. And sorry, I, I misplaced the food for the actual mask. But, um, and then knowing that Twitter's going to go ballistic as soon as the lights go out. Sure. Um, You're a professional. Do better. Wow. In the world of what have you done for me lately? And I, again, I want to emphasize how much I like Danny Ricardo and how much I don't want him to go anywhere. But until he performs to the level of McLaren's and his contract's expectations, he deserves all the criticism he gets. And the only person, the, the problem with it is he can control it. Do better. Do better and no one talks. Let me ask you this real and quick. If Lando Norris was finishing 14th or 13th or right beside him, okay. Then it's the car. Which he kind of is sometimes. He is sometimes, but not all the time. He was fast this week. Yeah. And Danny Rick was not. I mean, Danny Rick was back fighting for 11th and 12th position. 14th. 14th position. Yeah. I, there is a difference there. If it's the same car, 
there's a difference because you don't see that a lot with everybody else. George Russell and Lewis Hamilton fighting for second, third. Checo and and Max have both won races. Signs Checo, and, Checo was under some serious scrutiny this week as well, though. Why? Helmut Marco. Uh, Helmut. Helmut. Marco. Uh, it's just fun to say. The race director for, he's Christian Horner's boss at Red Bull. Yeah. And, you know, he had some pretty crappy things to say about well, Checo. Helmut is wrong. He's like, I think he was drinking tequila last night and just showed up drunk, basically. So That's one of the greatest racers on the grid, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I would think tequila would probably help you out at some of those tracks. For sure. <laughs> but well, my point is, all of the top teams, yeah, both drivers are competitive. Yeah. All the way down the list until you get to the orange team. And then you got one driver that's fairly competitive and one driver that's not even relevant. And Danny Rick has not been relevant all year. Has he been relevant all he year long? Been, dude. He hasn't been relevant in two years. Yeah. That's what I was getting ready to say. He's not relevant. He deserves whatever criticism he gets at this point. I, We can pretend how much we like him. We can talk about how great a guy he is. But the the point is, the guys writing the check aren't getting what they're paying for. I disagree. I, excuse me. I agree with everything you're saying. But can we both agree also that there's nobody that's under more pressure when he steps into that car than he is? Oh, nobody. He, he has the most pressure on his back. He is riding... You know, and and there's so many deals. I mean, obviously, he's the sweetheart, besides Gunther Steiner, of of Drive to Survive on Netflix. For sure. He's also got his own show coming in at Hulu. Yep. We don't know what that's going to be about. It could be about anything. But um, we don't know if it's going to be about Danny Rick winning the F2 championship. You notice I said F2. Wow. Wow. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, man. Wow. And maybe that's why everybody's being so hard on him. Honestly. Because he is so popular. There is so much media attention on make, him. Make because sure, he's charismatic. Make sure I do a segment next week on why Danny Rick has to be an F1. Okay. He, he He's the personality. He embodies the entire personality of that sport. Max Verstappen is a cardboard cutout. <laughs> he listen, has... But now listening to his radio is fun sometimes. Though. Yeah, and listen, I get... He's the best driver on the grid. I have yep. no, I, dude. There's no disputing that. What that man can accomplish is amazing. But when you're talking about the heart and the soul of what makes F1 great, it's Danny Ricardo, dude. There's no argument there. Well, then Danny Ricardo needs to do better so he can stay yeah. there. Yeah. So, and I, I don't. Again, I'm not disputing or disagreeing yeah. with yeah, anything yeah. you're saying. It's heartbreaking. It really yeah. is. But he's got to, yeah, he's got to put it together. So, anyway, that's all I'm going to say about Danny. Uh, We've got to talk about NASCAR, man. So, Jay, just FYI, you better make this NASCAR rant quick because we are, this was an action-packed episode. Holy crap. And and to fit on ESPN Paris 105.1, we only got about 16 minutes left. Okay, well, my NASCAR thing is going to be quick because I also have to talk about what can only be described as the greatest thing in motorsport this week. Absolutely. Which is the Iron Dames winning the 24 at Le Mans. So amazing. I gave them their own category this week. So we'll bust it out. My NASCAR thing is is quick. First off, it's false advertisement because there's nothing stock about NASCAR. There's no stock car racing in NASCAR. These are crazy cars. They were not meant to be on road courses. Do they need to be on road courses? Yes, do they need more road courses? Yes. Do they need to completely dump 
their car model and go with a different car model? Yes. Will it turn it into GT World Challenge America? It absolutely will. That's what they need to do. They need to just stop and blend themselves in with GT World Challenge America. Because for the record, those are actually stock cars. Those are cars you can go to the lot and buy. Are they modified? Sure they are. Are they more stock than the NASCAR cars? Absolutely, man. Those guys cannot spin, 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 spin. Those guys cannot drive road courses, but they need to because that's what's going to save NASCAR. So here's what I was going to say, and I'm going to I'm going to interject for just a second because okay. I'm going to go the other way. So NASCAR's two options, right? Yeah. You have a very loyal, I think, small fan base that loves ovals. You know why they love ovals, man? Because they can go to the track. And it doesn't matter where they set; they can pretty much see the entire. One hundred percent. Why they like them, whether they're wrong Which or right, is superficial is all get out. But yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. You have this. You have this small, very loyal NASCAR fan base that loves ovals. You have NASCAR up here that knows Formula One's killing it. Yeah, and they've got to. If if NASCAR wants to survive. They have to move into something closer to Formula One. They have to drive right? to survive. So, so they they have their they're trying to keep their loyal Kyle fan Bush bases happy. Retire. They're trying to keep their loyal <laughs> fan base happy by staying right. in these ovals and staying with the cars that they recognize. They're trying to grow by taking those same cars yeah. and putting them on dirt tracks, which is dumb, yeah. and road courses, which they don't belong. Right. So they need to figure out what they want to do. Right. Do you want to? grow your sport, and morph into something different than what you are, yeah. it's going to tick off your loyal fan base that you that you built your sport on. I hate to say this, but your loyal fan base is getting old, long in the tooth and dying For off. sure. But the, the top guys at NASCAR have to make the decision that, okay, guys, to keep getting bigger, we got to dump some of this fan base over here. Yes. We can't keep trying to make Absolutely. both sides happy. You're going to pick up new fan base. Yes. Or you say... We're happy where we are. We're happy. We're going to pull back on road courses, race ovals like we used to. We only had two court road courses a year, and we're going to keep that very loyal, smaller fan base happy, and this is what we're going to do. But they need to quit trying to be both because it's not working. No, it's The not. loyal fans are mad because they're racing so many road races. The drivers are mad because the road races they're racing. I mean, they were mad because they had to race. But look which drivers are mad. It's, it's Kevin guy, Harvick. Yes, it's the old guys. It's the old guys. But what I'm saying, you you they just need to figure out what they want to be. Yeah. I think they're having a I think they're having an identity crisis. They've been having an identity crisis for 20 years, bro. It's it's ridiculous. Can I just say this may be the most opinionated fuel pod we've had? It is. Holy and, Moses. And here's the thing. It needed to be because we needed to break out of this shell. We, we Neither one of us, I mean. <sighs> okay. We're going to transition out. Fuel, NASCAR, and, figure out what you want to be with your life. Yeah. Figure out what you want to be when you grow up. Either morph towards F1 and GT and, and all of that. or. Yeah. Or fall back and, and just keep your loyal, small fan base very happy. I, do whatever you want to do. Just figure it out and do something. Yeah, Quit trying to be both. They need to succeed. That's that's the point I want to make. I want them to succeed. Yeah. But they if they don't if they don't evolve and if they don't elevate what they're doing, they're gonna just fall off the weight. I mean, it's gonna be bad. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Just watch it happen. So it's like the XFL, dude. It's it's getting bad. Yeah. 
So anyway, that's all I really need to say. It was a short rant, but it was a potent one. It was. Let's move about the Iron Dames and the studs of motorsports this weekend. We talked about the 24-hour of Spa, and I wanted to give these girls their separate, their category. That's why I didn't bring them up. But the Iron Dames, the first full women's four-driver team driving for Ferrari, won the Gold Cup Championship for the 24-hour at Spa. Um, it's only their fourth year raising this program. There's other teams that have been in this program for 10, 15, 20 years. Fourth year in the program. They had Dorian Penn, who's 18 years old. Yeah. 18 years old. She's the youngest driver ever, right? Yes. Girl or boy. Yeah. Just driver. Just driver. Yep. Wins, you know, part of this four-woman team that won this race. Guys, you know, if you're into progression, and some people aren't, this is very progressive, and these girls tore it up. They qualified P50. 15. Yes, say it out loud, P50. Wow. Um, they had no, the uh, you know, Rahel Fay, uh, Frey that, that runs the team, you know, she said we took a decision to play it safe. We qualified P50. We thought, hey, let's just work our way through the group. We knew we could do that. Let's wait till the nighttime when everybody dies down and let's make some make some strides. And they did. Uh, they gained some speed. They started to figure out the car because a lot of twenty four hour races is figuring out the car. And you know you've been racing this car all year, but it's set up different for a twenty four hour race. So you it takes time, and you've got four different drivers trying to figure out the exact same car. Um, so. My hats off to them. I am, I'm beyond elated that they won their 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 part of the cup, um, and I hope they continue to do it. I'd like to see them bust out 24 at Le Mans and, and take the trophy there and the wreath. Uh, so, ladies, um, and I'll obviously hit you up on Twitter later, but and I have already. But my hats off to you guys. Did an incredible job. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it coming. No one picked them. Nobody saw, and the world wouldn't have guessed it in a million years. And you know, you broke barriers. It's you know, I'm getting the chills just talking about it. But congratulations, and you deserve it. And I hope you continue, and I hope you keep doing your thing. So that's thank it was you. awesome. Thank you for an awesome race, and it was fun to watch. It was, um, yeah, it was really cool to see them celebrating on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, it was just. I, I w- didn't get to see as much as you did, but I, it was just a really cool moment. It was. And, you know, you saw that. And I'm not a big pink nut when it comes to colors. But see, and I am. I like seeing, pink. Seeing that pink Ferrari come around the track, it definitely meant more to me than that pink Mercedes that came in in the Pro-Am. But uh, seeing it come around the track and doing such a great job, um, again, you girls, did the, you, you did great this weekend. I don't know what else to tell you all. I, it, not that anybody else hasn't told you the same thing. So congratulations. But we have to move on to our question of the week because we are running out of time. Question of the week brought to us by Bruce. What was our question of the week, The Chad? real American hero. So after the races, after the race is over, the driver has to weigh. Okay. Basically, his question is, why do they have to weigh? Okay. Well, I have an answer for that, Chad. Okay. Um, F1 cars have a minimum, or excuse me, a maximum weight of 740 kilos. Okay. That weight includes the driver. Okay. And that's the weight without fuel. Okay. So 740 kilos. 
The minimum weight for the driver is 80 kilos. That way they can ensure that no driver has an advantage just by being skinnier or smaller. Okay. So if a driver weighs less than 80 kilos, they have to put ballasts in the car. To bring it up. To meet 80 kilos. Okay. So driver weighs in, he's 70 kilos. They have to put 10 kilos of ballast to make the 80. And then on top of that, the car can't exceed with the driver in it without fuel, 740 kilos. Okay. That's the answer to your to the question of the week. So really does, simple. Does anything happen if they weigh? What is, why is the weighing in after then? Is that just formality? Yeah. Just to make sure yeah. that nobody messed with anything? Well, here's the thing. So that park fermate takes place after free practice too. Yep. And you still have qualifying and you still have the race. Because I guess if, like, it, let's say they, let's say Charlotte Claire put some rocks in his pocket. Yeah. And weighed in to make sure he hit 80. Yeah. After the race, clearly he's not going to race with rocks in his pocket. Right. So they weigh again to make sure he's still at 80. Because if he's at 70 and he doesn't have any ballast in the car, right. something's wrong. Yeah, they have problems. Okay. Or if you're Danny Rick and you're, you're a party guy. And yeah. after free practice too, you go out and eat, you know, 10 baguettes and, and some pizza, and you go out drinking all night with Tom Brady in Monaco, and then you don't lose enough weight during the race, and you're 87 kilos? Yep. Yeah, we got a problem. You'll become what's called unclassified or DQ'd. So, there's your answer. There's your answer. Bruce, we have an answer. All okay, right. Hold on. I got to move. I got to move so I can hit the podium button. Yep. It's time We've for podiums the, and back let's markers. Do podiums. Uh, what button is it? Hey, there, there it is. is. <laughs> All right, Jay, who's going first? All right, so my podium, three to one. Uh, that dude from Holland, Max Verstappen, he really surprised me this week and yet didn't surprise me at all. He's absolutely the uber-talented guy. Uh, Max Verstappen wins the race. So second place on the podium, Patronus AMG Mercedes F1 team as a, as a team. Uh, Russell and Hamilton did great. Iron Dames. So cool. You girls take the top spot for me this week with the 24-hour spot. Great job. Again, congratulations. All right, my top three. Three to one. Scrubbing bubbles. Oh, no. Sorry. That's just what Jay put in as a filler. So that, that weird guy, something about Mary. No, I, I don't have enough time for this, I don't think. Yeah. Okay, number three, Max Verstappen. He is a stud. Number two, Lewis Hamilton. Five straight podiums. The dude's Dude, on fire. Brilliant. Yeah. And I don't usually put him up there. Number one, Iron Dames. Studs. Thank you. Thanks, man. And I have a, a um, what's honorable, mention. honorable mention. Thank you. Couldn't think of that word. Oscar Piastri. You know why? Because if you're confident enough, gangster. if you're confident <laughs> enough to double down and say I'm not racing for them, yeah. you better have something else lined up, and that's a ballsy move. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now that is that is a world class confidence move. Okay, kill uh, the back markers. Kill the music. Kill the music for the losers. Kay. Okay, what do we have for the losers, well, Judge? The losers. Um, so, the people that didn't catch any footage from the 24 hours of spa are my back markers. So, if you're listening to this and you didn't, well, you're on my back marker list. Crap. Yeah, sorry. Charles Leclerc, because he absolutely got hosed by his own team, which, you know, you don't really want to go into a race weekend and do. And my number one back marker is the Tifosi, the Ferrari fans. We get our heart broke every week, and we don't have to be. Which every week? blows my mind. We don't need to be. Quit breaking our hearts. Quit doing stupid stuff. Really simple. Most people would lose their job already. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Okay. My back markers. Number three. Igor and you. No, that's not right. Uh, Ferrari. (laughs) 
Ferrari's number three, the Ferrari team strategist. That is my number three backmarker. Number okay. two, Ferrari's team principal, Egon. And number one, Ferrari's team strategist and team principal. Because until they can get something figured out, they are the worst team in racing as he far as I'm concerned. literally just threw his notes over the back. Sick and tired of talking about how bad they are at their jobs without anybody losing anything. Yeah, no joke. Ridiculous. Well, that's all I have other than Kyle Busch has announced his retirement. <laughs> I saw something that said he's going to Alpine. Okay. Yeah. Schilling. We'll be real quick. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, go to three little buttons in the top. Click on it. Hit follow the show. Automatic yep. downloads. If you're listening to us on ESPN Paris 105.1, Thank you for listening to us, but go back and listen to a few other podcasts. Yes, we have absolutely. some bonus episodes on there, some other stuff we talk about that would be fantastic for you to go and listen and help us out. Follow us on Twitch. You can watch us race the places we're talking about. I'm Chad H610. And I am, who am I? G- oh, GMJ729, sorry. And the best way to interact with us, honestly, is either Twitter, where I'm Chad H610. And I'm JNeil729. And the other one is Discord, which is just the fuel pod. It's not even the. It's Dad, just fuel pod. Come it. This is every seventeen week. weeks. I got this wrong. <laughs> seventeen <laughs> weeks of getting the Discord wrong. Okay, so it's just fuel pod. That's the best way to interact with us. Yeah. Is to, to I almost knocked my mic stand off the mile of the thing. Yeah. Is to get on there with Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on the Discord. We we will. We love interacting with people. We, we yeah, love we talking do. smack. Um. We're hoping, 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 hoping. We're not trying to say anything yet, but we may have a live show coming to the Hugo area here pretty quick, so that will be cool. Um, we might have some giveaways at that show. So I would make sure you're following us on all social medias because we might be able to hook you up with some swag. Jay, do we have anything else? We do not. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for following along on this little journey with us, and we will see you next week. <laughs>